Welcome back, friends. I am so excited. We are back again with another word that we are using maybe incorrectly. Today, Erin and I are talking about toxic. Yeah, I know. I love the Britney Spears song. You'll hear about it. But maybe we're a little overusing this word because we just really don't know what it means. Okay, I'm giving too much away. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just get into it because it's it's really good today. Do you think they're ready for this? I don't think they're ready for this. I don't you think they're ready for this? We are back. I don't think they're ready. They ain't ready. I don't think they're ready. I think that it's time to get our friends here ready for our next word. Okay, y'all, I feel like PBS, man. Word of the day is. <laughs> the word of the day. <laughs> exactly. As you guys already know, Aaron and I are going through some of the words that we use. And one of the words that we explored yesterday was, well, the other day, <laughs> the other day was gaslighting. And we talked about how, you know, we use gaslighting, how it's been misused, what it really means, and how to apply it correctly, um, especially for those who have experienced it um, in, you know, emotional and psychological relationships um and situations of course well today we are not talking about gaslighting but we're adding to the layer of the cake okay we are talking about toxic less mm -hmm. and no britney spears's song is still great but we're not talking about that song <laughs> we are talking about <laughs> She toxic. does have a song about toxic. She though. does have a song, and that song, I, I still dance with that song. I like that song. I, I go, I like me some Britney. I don't know. But today we're talking about toxic. I find, and Aaron, I think you agree with me on this one. We use that word so much, especially in the past like four to five years. I hear it all the time. Oh, they're so toxic. Oh, this is so toxic. How can you be so toxic? And I'm like, yo, like, Britney, did you patent and trademark this word? Because at this point, Everybody's using your word. So mm -hmm. today we want to talk about what is this, what is toxic, right? What, what does it mean? You know, our experiences with it. How do we recognize it? And also really how to use it properly. And I guess hopefully throughout this conversation, we can kind of like help our friends and including ourselves understand how maybe to reframe the word toxic and to reframe the things that we think and we believe mm -hmm. are toxic, right? Yeah, So because it's such a trend. It's, it's very trend. trendy. Very trendy. It's on trend. It's on brand, apparently. Um, oh, well, let me not age myself too quickly. Girl, bye. <laughs> so I guess, okay, so I did some, we've been doing some research prior to this chat and 
we found out from BetterHelp's um, article that toxic is there's toxic trait and then there's also toxic personality traits, right? Right. right. So a toxic trait apparently refers to habits, behaviors, and ongoing actions that harm others. I love that it says that ongoing behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to come back to what that why I love that. But many toxic traits, according to this article, like self centeredness, can be subtle. And we want to see people be their best self. So we often like are like, oh, this is not it. Oh, this is not it. Like nitpicking a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Naturally, identifying toxic people in your life can be tricky. Now, Aaron, by that definition, what do you take from that? Because I love, I love hearing what you got to say. I feel that one, people do really need to know what the definition of toxic is. Because, I mean, we say that word all the time, but if you someone just came out and just asked you off the fly, girl, what does toxic mean? Like, what is toxic? And for someone to actually say the actual definition, it's funny, in my mind, I can hear what several people say about what the word toxic is, but not really capture what that actually is. So I love the fact that you talked about it being ongoing, because clearly in today, conversations with people that we know this is an ongoing thing that's mm -hmm. used in situations and that can cause some adverse effects mm -hmm. oh girl i just you're so smart i just love you like girl, i don't be you. acting like you're not smart <laughs> like you're you're giving that milky goodness of truth like i love it i just love it it's it's, it's i feed off of it it's exactly like what you said. Like we have people who use the word a lot, right? But the definition shows like, you know, ongoing and how it causes harm. It causes, I love how you use it, adverse effects, right? Mm -hmm. I love how it says habits, behaviors, and ongoing action. So this isn't like the one-off thing. I mm -hmm. like that it said that. It's like, it's one thing if someone like, lie to you for the first time mind you right. i don't like people lying to me but that first lie or the first maybe two lies or, or whatever that's not what makes the person toxic or that's mm -hmm. not a toxic trait that's an that's... action yeah something that may have harmed you but a one-off doesn't really count according to this definition right the fact that you said that it's ongoing so that means toxic is a constant trait it's a trait that is constant. You can use those interchangeably because mm -hmm. like you said, one or one lie or a little fib could be one thing. But if this is a continuous thing that this person does, um, wow, I totally lost the word. It's it turns into a white lie. It's almost like mm -hmm. they can't they can't stop lying because they need to hold true to what that perception mm -hmm. is, to what that image that they are imparting you to make out for them. And mm -hmm. they constantly exhibit this yeah. toxic trait. Enjoying the episode as much as I am? Okay, I got you. Show some love by rating, reviewing, following, and subscribing wherever you're listening from. Before we head back to our chat, remember Abigail Badu LLC, Inside Her, and all entities doesn't provide medical advice, diagnosis, or treatments. Any information published by our website or our brand 
does not intend to be a replacement for any medical advice. Always seek to consult a qualified health and mental health professional with any questions or concerns you may have about your mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a difference between a couple little snowflakes here and there, right? Versus a snowball. Yes. This has been rolling. This is going. Yes. That's it's, a great, that's a great visual right there. Cause it is yeah. rolling. It gets so big that mm-hmm. by the time it gets so big, it's like, how do you get rid of this? Yeah. It has become a personality trait. It's it's become part of this person, right? It's massive. It's it's huge. And actually, and in the same article, they actually also talk about toxic personality traits, right? Uh-huh. So they talk about the toxic trait, but then they also talk about toxic personality traits. And in that, it says a personality trait is a characteristic that influences how a person thinks, feels, and acts, right? It's part. It's a part of who they are. Personality traits make up a person. So they gave an example, which is like a person's level of introversion or extroversion is a trait, right? So like how extroverted or introverted is a trait. These are characteristics that make up a person. But you know, things that factor into that is like experiences, beliefs, you know, major life changes and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. like, these are like, we're talking like big time behaviors, big time traits, like, you know, things that like, they have become so glued to who that person is, that they are now what you see when you see this person, right? What is seen on this person. So yeah, they're making toxic a personality when that's not what toxic is supposed to be. Toxic is not supposed to be a personality. Toxic is not necessarily supposed to be a personality trait that you that's embedded within you. That mm-hmm. just means that there's probably something that you didn't want to resolve internally that you may not know about. Oh, girl, you're giving away our secrets too much. You told us too much. I did that. Oh, sorry. Erin, what did you just say? What did you just say? I was saying that people have a bad tendency of making toxic a personality of somebody. They're like, oh, that person's toxic. They're just so toxic. They do this, they do that. And I'm like, wouldn't that mean at one point that all of us are toxic? And that we can't get out of the toxicity of our personality? So are we all bad? We're not necessarily all bad even the bad people had some good points at some point in time before whatever happened to them caused them to exhibit as a result of that experience or situation they start to become toxic probably as a way to protect themselves who knows i don't know we don't know until they really dig inside the awareness of why do i do that like for example um i can remember this is a very interesting example i was dating someone Prior to dating that person, I had gotten out of a relationship where um, things were slowly beginning to go south to the point that when we would sleep in bed together, we wouldn't cuddle anymore. He would just turn over. I would turn Mm -hmm. over and I would hold him, but it wouldn't be the same. So eventually I just took my arm away and just turned on the other side. Apparently, when I met this other guy and I began dating him, um... I know one evening after I stayed at his place, um, he was just like, why are you being like that? You don't want to touch or cuddle. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, at night, whenever I try to go over and hold you, you just turn over the other way. And I was like, I did that. 
like in my sleep. Wow. And I thought about it introspectively and I was like, was I that affected by that last relationship that I am subconsciously doing this in my sleep, unaware that I am affecting the guy that I'm dating who's feeling that I'm neglecting him, which is not the case. It was just a result of me feeling so neglected that I didn't want to feel that same type of pain again, where I just didn't feel like I was being loved. Wow. So now you have this standoffish personality, like you're creating the standoffish personality from the experience that you had from your past relationship, which now gives the it shows basically it's showing up now and that could be like being standoffish being like reserved highly reserved right especially in a relationship that calls for you to be more vulnerable to be you know more open with someone wow yeah that that plays a part you know and it's like here we're not saying like okay just because you went through something and now you have this trait that may again we're going to go through the list that you know we got but just because you have one of these things doesn't mean like you're inherently bad when we're going to talk about you know some of the myths actually that we have about toxic we're going to talk about some of the things that people often talk about and they think that just because you know they think that by using the word toxic that this is just how it is right this is just who this person is and you know had you not known where it came from and then I liked how you know you were like wow and knowing you and knowing who you are now (laughs) you you didn't like stick to that um, trait you changed it you came out of it right and that's also going to be a big deciding factor between someone who is a toxic person and someone who I think is just has a toxic trait and it's you know because Again, we're, I'm, I feel like I'm giving away so much, but we're going to talk about that because I, and I, I think one thing I want to actually really dig into right now is behaviors, right? It, like when we were looking at the personality traits and it was talking about like these behaviors, these characteristics, I think that behaviors can be healthy and unhealthy, right? Yes. There are certain behaviors that are healthy. Like I can't stand a dirty home. I come home, I am vacuuming, swiping, washing my dishes. You know me. I can't do it. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> and yes, that could be like, to some people that could be like, okay, she might have like some serious like compulsive just like disorder or something. I have not been diagnosed. So keep, can keep y'all's mouths yourself. <laughs> I, can, I can see that though. I actually clean more now. I actually clean more now. Leah, mild confession. I wouldn't clean that often. <laughs> I wouldn't. And it didn't mean I didn't have like an unclean place. I made sure that there was, <clears throat> I made sure that, you know, obviously nothing was like cluttered or stuff, but as far as like dust collecting in a place, because I have allergies, I don't sneeze as much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm being more intentional this year, being very transparent and cleaning out a place. Even if it's once <laughs> a week, I yeah. clean, I'm actually mop my floors because that collects dust. And I have a little furry um, baby that loves to roll all around on the floor. Um, my goddaughter Tucker, yes, her <laughs> cat, her cat, my goddaughter. Yes. And putting yes. Dan on the floor is probably not the best thing, but um, I do love cleaning now. Cause then it just, I don't know. It just lightens your mood and I'm like, oh, I'm walking bare feet and it's clean. Anyway, that's my little mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> but, no, but, but that's, that's a good thing for us. Like we both have this thing where it makes us, 
it's like it's a behavior that we have and so some people it could be like oh that's a little that's a lot but at the same time it keeps us healthy like you're talking about your allergies i'm talking about my mental state it keeps mm-hmm. us healthy right in reverse though there can also like we're talking about race that and behaviors that can also be unhealthy right, right. like selfishness hostility manipulation mhm and those are things you don't want to I don't know who wants to be known as being toxic. I don't I I don't want to be known as being toxic. You'll be surprised. Like, <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you don't want to take those in, even though some parts may exist, but this is where you have to have self-introspection and wonder if that is a defense mechanism from something that you don't want to address. Because it doesn't now. feel good. It, sorry, I was watching the whole sermon by SJR. No, also known as Sarah. Wait, 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 wait. Exactly. Tell, tell our people who our friend is. Also know if y'all haven't heard is. about Sarah Jakes Roberts, I highly recommend that you check out any one of her sermons because she speaks bars. One of a, she's a treat. She really is a treat. She will definitely give you a drop that you'll be thirsting on where you will definitely feel well hydrated, right? So it's like, there's this sermon she talks about, about a bold move. I'll just leave it at that because she talked a long time about sometimes you really do have to sit in your pain as much as you don't want to. Cause I used to be guilty of that where, you know, naturally you don't want to feel that hurt in your heart. Cause I don't know what's worse, either getting cut or feeling internally broken inside where it's just a pain that you can't take away. You can't put a bandaid on. So naturally you might go and do other things, get away from it, such as, Oh, I'm going to go out and have my drink, my friends. I'm going to smoke. Oh, I'm going to get a guy to take me out on a date so I can feel good about myself. But when you come home at the end of the day, you still feel that. So then you're going to find something else to do. Oh, I'm just going to drink wine. That should be fine. Then I'm going to go to sleep because it's going to make me not think about it anymore until you got to wake up in the morning and it's still right there. And it it's like, like that snowball effect you talked about. Say it's a little mm-hmm. rock. Someone hits you. You want to hide that rock. So you roll it up in a ball of snow. And it keeps growing and growing because you don't want to feel that pain that's still there. Yeah. So check it out. But this is also a part of what we're talking about when it comes to toxic. Because, I mean, it, it it very much can be, I'm not a professional with this, but it can very much be a defense mechanism versus who they actually are. Oh, come on. That's so true. Honestly, you remember? Okay, so we're going to talk. We're just about to get into, honestly, the different, like the list of possible, uh, like, is, and, and this is never it's it's probably longer than this um mm-hmm. list that we're going to give you guys but we have a smaller list that's going to talk about the different toxic traits that you can rec- that are in you know toxic personality traits out there um but before we get into that i want to actually talk about something that led us to kind of like into this conversation which is our pastor pastor howard john wesley from alpha street baptist church had a sermon recently about um betrayal and he had a conversation his sermon was really digging into samson and delilah for mm-hmm. anybody who's not you know into church which literally is like the rest of the world so don't worry about it i got y'all so <laughs> basically samson is this man in the bible who is blessed by god to have crazy amount of strength literally the bible says he was the strongest person ever on the face of the planet okay Think this man wrestles like hercules but like literally he he was he he didn't have a drop of juice, 
he was Zeus. Okay, this is what we're giving. Like, maybe not the bad part, but that 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 amount of like strength, right? Mm-hmm. This man was like some strong looking, fine brother from Israel. He was an Israelite, okay? Amen. Yeah. Um, and he could wrestle lions, bears, whatever. He could wrestle mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. this man, you know, not his first girl, second girl. I believe her um Delilah's the second girl. Yeah. And, um, and Delilah, you know, be playing with Samson a little bit. She'd be like, Oh, Samson, tell me where your strength is because how you how you're so strong. Tell me how are you so strong? You know, when you tell a brother, Ooh, I like the muscles. How'd you get them? That's mm-hmm. how Delilah was, right? The whole time Delilah was playing Samson because Delilah had made a pact with Samson's enemies. So like suppose like Delilah's technically from the other side of the street and Samson's from the other side of the street. Samson don't know that she's from the other side of the street. She backs for the other team, not Samson. He's trying to get all this information about Samson. And what ends up happening is Samson keeps playing with her, being like, oh, yeah, if you do this, if you do that, the whole time it would never take, mm-hmm. you know, his strength away. Whole time. Okay. Samson got on my nerves with that one. I'm really, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. I haven't listened to the whole clip, y'all. So I'm just saying, I'm in my feelings right now. Okay. I'm really. But this whole story is scandalous, though. I mean, one, well, I mean, clearly Samson's weakness was women. Women? Thinking that he's high and mighty, like he's untouchable, like think it's very almost like a god complex at a moment. So I was kind of like, especially the point where he gave that actual information away, like yeah. oh, like that is just I, I was just like, oh, dude. But Delilah um, was smart though, because like, okay, this was Samson's second woman, because he did have a wife before her, and that's a whole nother story. Y'all should look that up. It's scandalous in itself. It's ugh. But with Delilah, it did say, because I know Pastor spoke on this, that he loved her. He was like, Where in the Bible did it say Delilah loved him? And I was like, Oh, come on oh, now. Oh, come on now. Y'all be choosing people that y'all want, and whole time <laughs> they don't want you. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this because Samson got me hot and bothered. More bottles and hot. Listen to that sermon again. Mm. But the whole time, Pastor's talking about this. And the first segment of his sermon was about, oh, you know, betrayal and how much it hurts, right? We all get betrayed. We We all have that. We have all had that. As long as you are on this planet and you're human, in some capacity where you think you have consciousness, you have experienced some form of betrayal, right? Well, in his second sermon, though, he talks about we don't know much about Delilah biblically, mm-hmm. but we know plenty, at least enough, about Samson biblically. And that is where he wanted to focus on. He wanted to focus on something that I think is so helpful, which helps me understand toxic and toxic traits and how to reframe my perspective, honestly, on what it means to be a toxic person and to have a toxic trait. Right. And Pastor talked about, well, what about the red flags in Samson? When you're reading the Bible, mm-hmm. most people read the Bible with a um, Disney complex, right? That we've talked about before, you and I talked about, where we think that we are Cinderella, but really we are the stepmother. You know, God is actually calling out more other things than just, you're not, it's not roses and fairy tales and all that. You, Aaron, you already know how I feel about mm-hmm. Jeremiah 29, 11, and how everybody be putting that on a mug 
the whole time they don't read the whole entire passage to understand what that one verse that they put on their month really means and what it really entails. So yes, don't get me on my quote. I don't get me on a sermon right now because I ain't gonna go there because we ain't got time. But Samson did have some toxic traits, and Pastor calls those out. So today we're gonna call out the toxic personality traits, and maybe you might find some in yourself. So mm. let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Aaron, let's go. Aaron. You know what? Let's put some hands up. You and I, we're going to see, we're going to see how, how many we, we find in ourselves. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, goodness. you know, we, we, but you listen, but they, they can't see us raising our hands though, but I will, obviously I have voice, voice reactions, verbal reactions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we go, we won't indicate y'all gonna know. Y'all gonna know. So, okay. <laughs> Let's start off. Negativity. Judgmentalness. Dishonesty rigidness, rudeness, lack of empathy, cynicism, recklessness, pickiness, argumentativeness, quick to anger, bossiness, self-centeredness, arrogance, greediness, stinginess, Sneakiness, thoughtfulness, oh, thoughtlessness, my bad, thoughtlessness, Mm -hmm. disruptiveness, conflict avoidance, impulsiveness, this is hard, laziness, apathetic, lack of self-awareness, absolutism. Aaron, I think I put my hand down for my finger down. I ran out of fingers. I ran out of fingers. Totally ran out of fingers. Yeah, that goes to show, like, we're just perfect. No one is. And even as I was, like, reading these, some of them I may not think I am right now, but I know I had them before. I know I did. Right? Yeah. I remember, ooh, elementary memory. I remember I was rude, and I didn't realize I was being rude. Mm-hmm. But I look at it and I'm like, why didn't I realize I was being rude? I think I was just trying to fit in and that just went left. When I first met you, judgmentalness. I was mm-hmm. very much like, why can't people get it together? What's wrong with you? And everybody would look at me like, hey, this girl's like firecracker. And I'm like thinking like that's a good thing. But the whole time, what if someone was sitting there and they had those things and they were dealing with those things? Now they don't feel comfortable because of how I just judged that situation and I just judged other people. Yeah. Bruh. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that goes to show how many things can be toxic personality traits that we have. It really changes. Like, how, Aaron, how do you feel? Like, does for me, it's like, it's changing how I look at like, well, I already kind of felt this, but it's also really confirming. You can't really go out there saying like, oh, so-and-so is toxic. Oh, so-and-so has a toxic trait. Yeah. One whole time you have it too. Yeah. So basically I look like, you know, basically we are all toxic. Come on now. And it's like, I don't want to use that word as something negative, but we all exhibit it. So it's like, if you keep saying this person toxic, you also also need to take a look 
at yourself because you may have some toxic personality traits that people may call you out on too. So like, ugh, that even makes me think about when I call people toxic and I'm like, I probably exhibit some of these personalities too. Not personalities, but personality trait. Let me get that together. And that's where I have to explore within where that's coming from or why I'm like, this is how I feel because of this and that. Maybe I'll talk to my therapist about that and see about that word toxic and really go into exploring that because unfortunately we all have those behaviors that come out as a result of something that we've experienced. Mm -hmm. No matter how little or how small, it makes a big impact. And as a result, we're just like, well, I'm going to be rude as, as F because I can do that. Because Mm -hmm. I don't want someone disrespecting me. I don't want somebody thinking they can get over me. So they can't blah, blah, blah. I mean, obviously there's a part where you can turn turn it around, but you have to be aware of it. And I'm sure there's some things that I may not necessarily be aware of too, but I don't have no problem admitting it. No, you don't. And that's one of the things I love so much about you is that like when something's recognized, you know, you do say, oh, maybe I should take a look at that right you're very aware of that and I think that honestly that's a testament to the type of person you are yeah like even even trying to change the trajectory of me realizing that I unfortunately enable things and I have to change that trajectory around I don't Mm -hmm. like that word I don't like enabling people but apparently the nurturing side of me wants to be able to be there for that in that sense Mm -hmm. that it can cause those so now I have to create those boundaries where I realize okay, I want to help this person, but I can't do this because they're going to unfortunately get used to this all the time. And I'm just like, this is not an all the time thing. I'm just caring. But Mm -hmm. there still also has to be a level of boundary, even as a caring person. Yeah, honestly, I think, you know, there's an one of the traits that it brought up was actually, um, I I think it's somewhere around here, lack of empathy for others, right? And I'm struggling right now, even as we're speaking, because this is like my whole, my current chapter of homework (laughs) with my therapist, which is, you know, I am so, I'm such a highly empathetic person and like throughout different stages of my life that has bit me in the butt quite often Mm -hmm. Um, from family, friends, romantic career, every sector of my life that has really bit me in the butt and it's a trait that I don't want to lose because I love that part of myself because for those that I deem in my heart as worthy of having my empathy they Mm -hmm. are like you know I never want to lose that because I know that they treasure that part of me and I treasure that part of me but at the same time that empathy right I have to I'm learning basically what level to give right what level to be because I you know when I first started realizing that my decisions get very much affected by my empathy yeah so like I tend to like you know not peek up for myself or not say certain things and I did this quite more often when I was younger where I wouldn't tell people how I thought I wouldn't use I wouldn't say no because Mm -hmm. I was scared of how you know, it would make them feel, or maybe they're too tired. You know, I yep. would help mom and dad so much because I was so concerned, but I was tired, right? Yeah. You know, all these different things as well. And so with the more that I learned that, the more that I was like, okay, well, 
do I, you know, I wanted to be like, nope, that's not my problem. And I have to kind of do that sometimes. I have to do, nope, I, I, I can't. I yeah. cannot be around this. I cannot show you empathy right now because me showing you empathy, I already know is going to be taken advantage of, right? Yes. But as it seemed like there's a fine line between lack of empathy and refusing to show empathy because you know, or at least refusing to act on that empathy, right? Because you know. And so kind of like learning that. And to some people, my no may come off as lack of empathy, but mm-hmm. with myself, I know why. And so understanding you know, I love how one of the words, one of the um, traits was lack of self-awareness. Because when you start uh, assessing yourself, you start recognizing, you know, where is this coming from? Where is this behavior coming from? Where did it come from? How did this happen? All these different things. And I think that, you know, this, this topic, this, this article, just it just hits, this whole conversation just hits. Because we sometimes, you know, I guess we're going to talk about like some of the myths. And so one of the myths is the fact that sometimes people don't even know that they're toxic. Yeah. Right. And people, yeah. they don't even know that they have this toxic trait. They don't yeah. see it as a toxic trait. Like, you know, to like choosing to be so vulnerable without protecting yourself because yeah. you want to be so empathetic can be damaging and unhealthy. And that's actually one of the words that I think I kind of interchange use interchangeably with the word toxic is unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what are unhealthy behaviors? What are unhealthy traits that we yeah. have as well too? Yeah. Cause even, even what you said about the word empathetic, um, well, I mean, we're both empathetic people. Um, and people who are empathetic, we take on people's feelings. We take on people's situations as if it's happened to us. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to channel ourselves out of that because we have to recognize, okay, this is not happening to us. This happened to someone else, but we feel that pain. So mm-hmm. when someone tried to be like, you weren't being empathetic enough, you're just like, one, obviously there's obviously context when it comes to that. But two, it's like, when people get so used to you being empathetic and then mm-hmm. the moment you put that boundary up, they're just like, but you're not understanding my pain. And you're just like, no, I understand your pain, but I'm not going to put myself in it like it's happening to me. And also this might be something where I don't need to absorb this because this is also unhealthy for me to take that on because I could sit there and take that into another situation that has nothing to do with what happened and someone may point out what are you deflecting on because this didn't happen to you so why are you talking about it as if this happened to you because it didn't and I've been guilty of doing that in the past before I'm just like it makes me really upset that this happened to that person they're like it happened to them though it didn't happen to you and that sounds like it's harsh but it's not because it's not your experience you're just witnessing that other person's experience because I think when I was dealing with a situation, someone tried to say I wasn't being, they're like, well, you should have shown more empathy. You should have been more empathetic. And I'm like, I've been empathetic. I've been overly empathetic. So the one time that I don't, yeah. So I'm like, the one time that I don't, I'm a harsh person. When there was something that, you know, you can't do anything about it. I mean, obviously you can feel and share the sentiments, but this is where sometimes being too empathetic can cause harm on yourself and Mm -hmm. you don't want to cause that harm on yourself because that's an internal, that's internal infliction. 
you don't want that. I think that's actually also a good conversation too about like, you know, how, how, you know, okay, this is something that I've learned and I kind of almost want to pass it down um, or pay it forward is setting the boundary in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But the sucky thing is you you were learning this about yourself. Right. You were learning about empathy. You were learning about, you know, the boundaries of empathy and all the different things. And so once you set the boundary by saying, no, you know what, this time I'm not going to give you all of this of me because of my empathy. I'm just going to give what I can give in the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And that boundary being set, people reacting to it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting. Like, I think we said this before about boundaries, you know, how one um watch how people when you set a boundary right you communicate that boundary you set Mm -hmm. the boundary you stick to your boundary right when how people react afterwards just says everything about them and their perspective of the dynamic of the relationship right so people saying no is it's it's very telling of what they perceived the relationship was right mm-hmm. and so that's like the thing is like you know when you so we're going to talk about signs as well like how do you yeah. how do you recognize these things right and then once you're recognizing them um, you know what you were what you're supposed to do what you're to do and i think one of the things that you're to do is that is helpful is setting the boundaries but also setting these boundaries are going to be very telling on how this person is, what this person sees for themselves, and the dynamic of the relationship that this person perceives, right? And so, like, one of the signs, honestly, when, of, like, hey, you may be in a toxic situation, you may have a toxic friend, you may have a toxic relationship, a toxic family dynamic, a toxic work dynamic, is gaslighting or being lied to. Again, Mm -hmm. this is continuous behavior, ongoing action, right? This is repetitive, Mm -hmm. right? Not just the first time someone lies to you. This is repetitive, right? Um, Someone's inability to apologize properly. I kind of want to dig into that, actually. I really want to dig into that. I'm going to get the next couple Yep. (laughs) I wanted to bring up when you mentioned boundary and you're saying watching how people handle the boundaries because people Mm -hmm. have a tendency to push. Oh, yeah. See what they can push on the boundary. Yeah. Like something it's so like small as, yeah, like something so small as, oh, um, I don't want to bring up that name anymore. So they may not bring up the name, but they'll be like, oh, yes. And so and so who will not be named, da 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 da. But that's still. Are you calling me out? I'm no, no, sorry. No. I'm not, no, I'm not calling you out. I'm using this prime example. I mean, you did that once, but honestly, I would, that had nothing to do with you. I'm just being real. <laughs> someone else did I apologize for my actions I'm sorry I would just called you out about it just straight up but no 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 someone else did it but they used it as a briefing for an example I don't think they were trying to be intentional about it but they did respect the fact that okay I don't want the name brought up but I never said I wanted this didn't want the situation to be brought up <laughs> mm. when I think about that but to me, I'm just like, it's not necessary basically to be talking about that all the time, but really seeing how people really honor your boundaries, because when they don't, mm-hmm. to me, that takes it as 
there is not a level of respect there if they can't honor that. Yeah. I don't want you to do the same thing. But when it comes in, they're like, well, I should just be able to have all the rules unlimited. And you're like, no, we're going to have a limit. That's where yep. it is. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I think, um, you know, it's, it's going to, it's very, pay attention to how this is, again, I said this before, this is like, I need to trademark or copyright this quote. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you really see who a person is when they no longer get what they want. When a person is no longer getting what they want from you or what they want from the situation, it tells you and shows you who that person truly is. And still talking about who someone truly is, again, going into it, some of the signs, right? Not when someone doesn't understand how their behavior makes you feel or makes other people feel. Like it's not, we're not saying like, oh, they just didn't understand from the jump. It's like you've explained it, someone else has explained it, but they still don't get how their behavior is causing adverse event effects to other people. Um, and then also the last one is thinking that they are superior to others, right? So like thinking how basically power tripping. So that's also another sign as well. But Aaron, we wanted to talk about apologizing. I think, you know, <laughs> I like that it's, it's, it says that people not being able to apologize properly. And before this recording, y'all, Aaron and I were having a chat about apologizing. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, tell them, you, you used to say intent, right? Intent, yes. Because <laughs> um, sometimes people say that they're sorry. Well, I'll just say this to me. I used to say I'm sorry just to ease the peace, but it wasn't the healthiest way to ease the peace. This was in a sense, unfortunately, just kind of really avoiding, really getting to the key root of what the exact thing is. But nowadays, when people say they're sorry, I always wonder what they're really sorry for because sorry is not just in the words. You're sorry, your apology is also in your action. If you show what you are really apologetic for by doing something out of the kindness of being like, I did not mean this and this is what I want to show you. That way you won't keep repeating that again and then causing it to become something toxic. So I think that's so true. That's yeah. so true. And, you know, people like the first step, of course, is to apologize properly and to word mm-hmm. it properly. The next step is your actions and making that a continuous habit, right? And like making it a habit, basically, not even continuous, making it a habit. And like, you know, we used to often, people would say, I'm sorry. Like as kids, we were told, tell you're sorry and we thought that that was an apology that's not an apology saying i'm sorry is not an apology it's and saying i'm sorry like my intent i was explaining to aaron that like roles mm-hmm. reverse if i'm hearing that you're it's still invalidating the feeling of someone else's hurt right so mm-hmm. using intent the word intent is still not technically an apology because it's not about what you intended it's about what it cost someone else right, right. just like what it was saying like how you make other people feel. Uh, can you recognize that? Can you hold on? Can you like basically fess up to that, right? And that's what it is, is that, and maybe, and that's why it's okay to, 
something I also realized is you don't have to apologize right off the bat. Like Mm -hmm. people are very quick to apologize because like someone's like, oh, you hurt me. Just because someone told you that you hurt them doesn't mean apologize right off the bat. I am very, it's not everybody, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm I'm not going to apologize when I know is not genuine. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't sleep it has to come from the heart. Exactly. Lip service so, is one thing, but the, like you said, the genuineness is a whole nother thing. You really do have to understand you're sorry. And sometimes you got to be okay with the fact that you just might do it again because you got to understand, okay, I need to get out of this if it, if it actually may have been a habit. And you're just yep. like, oh, wow, I did it again, didn't I? And that, But yep. that gives you a level of awareness where you're like, wow, I didn't want to do it again. I need to go back and explore that. Yep. So yes. Yeah, being genuine about it. So like in the beginning, and Aaron and I, um, in in our relationship, Aaron, my is it I, Aaron and I, or Aaron and my? English is not my first language, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And Aaron and I, first relationship in the beginning, I set a boundary of like I don't do gossiping. I don't want to hear about other people Mm -hmm. without them being in this room. Mm -hmm. If they're not in this room to defend themselves. You better have already had the conversation with them. And you're about, you're, you're only telling me this because you're about to go and have this conversation with them. I don't want to hear about it because that's how you get, that's how you get, that's how issues happen. Okay. Yep. That's how we have issues. The Bible already talks about gossiping. I already know it. I, I've been gossiped about. I've gossiped before. We've had a chat about this. I don't like it. So yeah. it was, it was something new, or at least that boundary was a new dynamic to Aaron in our relationship. Right. And so there was moments in the beginning where like, you know, she would tell me something. I was like, ah, hold on. Is this this or is this this? What's going on? Right. And I can't remember for sure if you apologize or not, but like Aaron's saying, the actions changed over time. Right. And so when, you know, understanding if you're the person apologizing, understanding that thing like, oh, my intent, that doesn't fly. Saying, I'm just sorry. That doesn't fly. It's saying, I'm sorry, you I, you feel that way. That's not an apology either. Mm-hmm. Really understand. And it causes, and this is also what helps you understand if someone is has empathy, is it causes you to have to think about the other person's feelings. Take yes. into consideration the other person's feelings. Yeah. So if Aaron comes to me and says, hey, Abby, I don't like that you said this to me, right? And I just say, oh, I'm sorry. That's not an apology. And if I say, well, I'm sorry that, but that was not my intent. That's not an apology either. There's a but in it. That's not my, that's not yeah. an apology. But also saying the difference is saying once I, I actually, you know, I am truly empathetic about it. And I, it's genuine to me saying, Aaron, I apologize for what my words and my actions cause. And it causing the hurt that you currently are feeling or you felt from that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to excuse myself. It's about Aaron's hurt. When you apologize to, about something, you're it's about the other person's reason why the apology is needed, right? Or wanted. Yes. That's what the apology is for. After you have dealt with that and you have taken into consideration and made up, like moving forward, this is what I'll do, putting a game, an action, a, uh, you know, a step by step of what you're going to do, then you can talk about what your actual intent was. It's not about you. It's about the other person first. Okay? That's how we apologize, my friends. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it made me realize, unfortunately, that I, the, a lot of people that I was around, they loved God. They're like, ooh, I got some tea for you. <laughs> and then they're like, ooh, you know about so-and-so? I'm like, no, who is so-and-so? Because I don't really get out. 
what I mean by that is I'm not around these group of people where I know all this stuff all the time. So when the context is heard, I'm like, okay. But also it was known that I wasn't going to go and run my mouth, thus mm-hmm. not gossip about it. So then yeah. when I would talk about it, I was just like, I don't even really know these people. And also I was just like, I don't really, I don't really talk about people. I may talk about a situation without giving the names just to ask and get perspective about it. But I don't, everybody at one point does it all the time, but I've just never really been the biggest fan of tea. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't really have to do with me. Um or like a scenario that was given on TV or something like that. But yeah, because when people start, I was just like, um, I don't really care about that. Not sorry about it. Just I'm like, yeah, this doesn't really interest me. Um, So like, what, what's your plans for the day? What are you planning on doing? What do you want to do in a better meeting yourself? That's exactly. Where now where I'm like, these are my goals that I want to accomplish today. Don't really care to hear about who's tea. Oh, so-and-so is dating so-and-so. I'm like, ooh, okay, well, I mean, I hope they work it out, but not really delving too much into it Mm -hmm. as much as I used to. Yeah, like, you know, recognizing, like, you know, when a boundary is set, recognizing how, basically just that self-awareness, being able to introspect, right? And so that's also a very clear sign right there. And it feeds into the different signs that they're talking about. Like, if you're not able to introspect and stick into yourself and like not just say like not victimizing yourself and not blaming yourself all the time and not saying like all these different things like being able to truly like be like hey where how did I play a factor in this what did I do to help that cause this situation to be the way that it is Mm -hmm. um and so we're about to be right back because we're about to talk about some of the myths as well because Uh there's some things that we believe about toxic and toxic people and toxic traits, but that's not real the case. So let's be honest. We're about to talk some, about some of them myths. Mm-hmm. Be right back. Wait, wait, wait. You're not an insider yet? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? Okay, I got you. I got you. You probably don't know what it's about. So let me give you some deets. Join us offline at abigabadu.com where we're having conversations just like this. And we have an exclusive members-only merch store with the comfiest hoodies just to make sure your next mental health day is all about you. Stop waiting. Hop on over. We're waiting to meet you because you know the party doesn't start until you are here. So yeah, let's talk about some of these myths. Like some of these things that we've been believing that mm-hmm. are toxic, but it's actually, hmm, or at least we believe about toxic traits. But whole time, we need a professional to tell us now. By the way, this article is written by a professional. Thank you very much. The amazing, wonderful Erin Ederhu. Did I say her name right, Erin? I have no idea. You know, I can't. Yeah, I'm so sorry if I pronounce this wrong. But she wrote this article. Definitely recommend it um, on BetterUp. I will definitely link it in the description. But Right now, let's talk about these these things that are not true about toxic traits, okay? One, that people can't change their toxic personality traits. That's Mm. a myth. Aaron and I talked about it today. People can change. People are constantly changing. People can change their toxic traits throughout their life. They They can 
let it go or let it go pick up some other ones. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> but that, yes, a toxic trait can change, right? It just takes work. That can happen. You just have to work, be aware, and start monitoring yourself with professionals as well. The second one, you can fix someone else's toxic trait. Ladies, guilty, not just ladies, guilty, everybody out there, he, him, they, them, all of us, every single one of us. I just said ladies because, you know, I don't know, we are very much, very much into that fix it mindset. Okay. You can't fix somebody else. Your job is to work on you. You can't fix somebody else. Watch you the said movie. guilty, Aaron. Come Watch on. Watch the movie Tell after. Me. Watch the movie after. That's like three movies worth of toxicity in a relationship. And I would just watch the third movie when the girl says, I'm sorry, I couldn't fix you. And I said, oh my goodness, I see myself in this. I don't, I'm not that way no more. I'm like, I can't fix you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Then they get mm-hmm. mad. They're like, you can't help me. I'm like, no, I can't. Girl, you said after. You know what I'm thinking about? Olivia Pope. My friend, Miss mm. Olivia Pope, trying to mm. fix the president and his wife. No. Mm. See how that, see how you played yourself for a good seven seasons. Was it seven? I think it's seven or eight seasons. Girl. Yeah. It's a lot of seasons. You, smartest, brightest, great woman. Love me some Olivia Pope. Mary Jane. Love me some Mary Jane. Mm. Okay. And no, I'm not talking about the uh, the drugs, I'm t- uh, the, the herb or whatever. I'm talking about ma- being married. Thing. Calm down, people. Anyways, but even that, we have these strong women trying to fix it. You cannot fix people's toxicity. Mm-hmm. Also, even trying, I, I would beg to differ, and I'm not a professional, but I would beg to differ that even the whole mentality of trying to fix people, that could come up as an unhealthy personality trait. Very much so. Just saying. Nobody asked you to fix them. And even if they did, that ain't your job. But this is where, yeah, this is where that bad trend used to be, where sometimes um, they used to have it, you know, where like someone's like, oh, I just want my Prince Charming to come and save me. If that does not sound familiar, where they're like, oh, yeah, I expect him to come and scoop me up and save me. He ain't supposed to save you. Nope. You remember that song from the Cheetah Girls? I don't want to be like Cinderella. Then Nicole, oh, Dusty Seller. I'm going to go save myself. That's what that song said. It said, I need to save myself. And me, I said, Jesus, you need to come save me. But, <laughs> hallelujah. So that's what the younger generation, because I don't know the Cinderella song. <laughs> I'm a, you know what, Aaron? I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send it to you. But the third one is people with toxic traits know that they have them. That's what we mentioned before. People with toxic traits, not all of them know, and some of those traits, they may not know that they have them. Right. You sometimes are seeing yourself as a reflection from other people, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not good, but sometimes that is needed, right? Good or bad, I don't know. But that sometimes is just needed, right? I did not know that I was so judgmental until people were telling me that. Like, Abigail, you a little harsh. You over here, you like bam, bam, bam. I need to hear that. I have um this thing about dishes, okay? Because I can't stand dishes in the sink, especially when I'm the one that cooks. So if I cook, you clean, okay? 
that's the game point. In a past relationship, when I lived with a boyfriend at that time, mm-hmm. I cooked all the time. I did $300 groceries, $400 groceries. I cooked all the time, right? Mama raised me to cook. This man would not cook, so I cooked all the time. I would also come back to a bunch of dishes in the sink. And I would ask and ask and ask, can you please wash the dishes? Nada. Sitting on the couch, watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Doing nada, right? Because of that, I started telling people, I can't live with you if you don't wash the dishes. You better wash the dishes. Uh-uh, I can't do it. Well, it came right. off as harsh, straight to the point. Kind of like what you were talking about, about the hugging your partner at night. Came harsh, straight to the point, but it was due to this. But it was coming off as judgmental, which when it's ongoing, is a toxic trait. So, yes, sometimes we don't know. And sometimes we do know. There's a difference. So, it's not your job to investigate, but it is your, you know, it is your thing to know the difference. Um, Then the next one is, someone with a toxic trait is inherently a bad person. That I like to debunk, too. I don't believe that someone with a toxic trait is inherently a bad person. Being a bad person, it's, it's, your toxic trait doesn't really dictate if you're a bad person. Right. You can have, you can be a manipulative person, right? Not know you're manipulative. And that doesn't make you a bad person. That's true. That means that you, this is a trait of yours that is harmful. And it's time for you to start taking awareness of it if you want to have healthier relationships with people. Yeah. So you want to look at it as a trajectory that you want to change because if if you don't, it's really not going to bring a benefit to where you're trying to evolve to. And I use change and evolve interchangeably because we as humans, we evolve. No matter how old we are, we still do evolve. There's some things we may be set in, but there's other things where that does change. So with that being aware of the becoming, when you become aware of that toxic trait, one and trying to find ways to embed yourself to not repeat that trait frequently or as often. So I hope that makes yeah. sense. No, that makes some good sense right there. That makes some really good sense right there, right? And, you know, the last thought, the last, Myth honestly is about toxic traits make someone assertive or tough. So because someone has a toxic trait doesn't make them tough or assertive. It doesn't. It means that there's a vulnerability there, actually. You know, there's something there. Most of the time when someone has to be that strong or that tough or that out there, there's a hurt that mm-hmm. they have not dug into yet. So there's Sounds a vulnerable familiar. soft seat. Yep. <laughs> There's a soft spot right there. It doesn't make them assertive. It doesn't make them tough. It just means that they're human and that there's an area there that is wounded that has not been addressed yet or looked at yet. Or at least they have not given space and air for it to breathe. So that's really what that, at least that's what I think that what that means. Well said. Thank you, my friend. Really good article. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Oh. So now you know what toxic is, you know what it looks like, you know the signs, you know what's not. So how do you deal with it? I think a couple things that the article did say, and then maybe I might add on to this, is understand that it isn't you. I think that's very good to understand. 
just yes. because someone is being judgmental, you know, stinginess, self-centeredness, whatever it is, it really has nothing to do with you. It has something to do with them, mm-hmm. right? Don't don't personalize it, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have something. It, it, it's not you didn't cause it. I mean, you it, it, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but it's not really just you. It's, there's more to it than just you. Also, try not to react. And that's kind of like one, that's the little one that I kind of don't fully agree with the article, but I kind of understand what she's meaning is like, don't try to feed into it. Yeah. But at the same time, going into like, I think the fourth one that she said is be honest about how the toxic trait impacts it. You have to sometimes feed into it where you can actually tell the person, hey, you're doing this and it's causing this. It's making me feel this way. It's causing me to feel this way. It's causing me to, you know, it's causing this. And then also, like we've said before, set boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Like set some boundaries, recognize your boundaries, articulate your boundaries, communicate your boundaries, stick to your boundaries, be consistent with your boundaries. Yeah. That is also a really, really helpful aspect of that. I do have one question though, Erin. Yeah. Can a person be toxic? Or does a person just have toxic traits? I want to know the differences. And I think you were talking um, before we started chatting, actually, about victimizing oneself. So I think that may also help us on this one. I believe people can have toxic traits. I don't believe that they can be toxic. And just even from this article, I mean, that's already been ingrained with inside as I've reflected Because again, people like to be like, oh, that person is so toxic. They gaslit me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, let's take a look in the mirror and see if that you may have gaslit somebody and you don't even realize that you did. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's a natural trait, natural nature of them. But um, I just think that there's a difference between a toxic trait versus a toxic personality. Now, I think the difference is if they choose to want to remain that way. And you unfortunately have to be okay with it. Because even with what you said, Abby, with the things about what to do to come to awareness of toxic trait and be aware of the bound- set boundaries, do this, have a self-awareness, be okay with that accountability portion. You have to be okay with the fact that they just may not want to do that. They may not be in a place of readiness to really receive that. It's going to hurt though. Be okay with being hurt about it because that's your genuineness, that's your authenticity to yourself. But that doesn't mean you necessarily have to charge them about it because you can charge somebody all day, every day. And if they choose not to take that because they really don't think anything is necessarily problematic, I'm not going to say wrong, but maybe problematic, then you just may have to just let them be in their peace about that, but also know how to move differently with that, knowing that that is, say, with a boundary. If that's something that they keep constantly disrespecting, I mean, you can remove yourself from it. Or be like, okay, if you're not going to respect my boundary, I'm going to enforce it whether you like it or not. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, like, one of them is, like, you know, when someone chooses to stay in their victim mentality, right? You can't, mm. you, 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 like, I agree with you. Like, you know, I yeah. think a person can, I think more people have toxic traits than they are a toxic person. And I think that one, the, the deciding factor, at least for me, if I were ever to look at it, is that a toxic person is someone who recognizes these traits and chooses to stay in those traits, Ah, right? Like you, you have now 
it's not like you're not aware that people have told you that about yourself. You are aware. You've heard mm-hmm. people tell you that about yourself. You're choosing mm-hmm. to stay the way that you are. That's like staying in that victim mentality, right? You're choosing to stay that way. You're choosing to stick to that. And so you're choosing to stick in your poop. Okay. Yep. Just sit like, in your poop. Sit in your poop. Sit in your in your, your manure. That emoji. Your, that, you know the emoji? Yeah, that, that emoji. It looks like chocolate, but it's really not chocolate. It's it ain't chocolate, chocolate don't not eat chocolate. it, children. <laughs> so you're sitting in some toxic chocolate. So. <laughs> yeah, if you choose to sit in your toxic chocolate, that's what makes you a toxic person. Same here, same everywhere. It's like, you know, when you recognize certain things about yourself that's harming others and you yourself choose to stay in that, action that personality trait that trait of yours that characteristic you choose to keep it and it's harming others including yourself that's you're sitting in your some toxic duty you're sitting in your toxic chocolate yeah that's actually something that was mentioned in an article is very well said it said if someone only views themselves as a victim of their own life they likely have an accepted responsibility for their behavior and they aren't ready to change it so you have to really be in a readiness. You can say you want to change, but you really have to ask yourself deep inside, do I really want to change this right now? I mean, you can realize that you have a bad habit and you can say that you want to break it, but you really have to, I don't know if you want to say fake it till you make it or fake it till you mean it. I don't know. But Oh, I like the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to really, you really do have to be in a ready place in that. And sometimes you may think that you're ready. You may not be, and you may have to look the parts about why you're not. Yeah. I mean, I've had to try to get out of out of habits where I'm like, I want to get out of this, but I want this. So maybe I'm not as ready as I thought, but I want to be. Yep. When can I get a place where I actually am? So that's something that you have to explore in yourself, but you really have to be in a space of readiness. You have to make yeah. that space to be ready because if you don't, you're going to continue sitting in that toxic chocolate or poop so yeah i'm gonna keep saying poop because i think it's funny <laughs> <laughs> we don't take her out much y'all <laughs> i'm just kidding but no that's true like i'm even right re- like as we're talking about i'm remembering a time where people told me certain things about myself like hey like i'm so like you know i'm tired of the victim mentality and i was like what does that mean you know that was the first time someone had ever, ever told that to me but had i chosen to stay in that victim mentality not go to therapy not check myself, not ask the important questions, not journal, not introspect, then yes, that would make me continuously a toxic person. Mm-hmm. It was a toxic trait. It was recognized and I went to therapy for it. There's other things that I, you know, like all of us, I'm working through as well. And it doesn't make me a bad person, but it doesn't make me the best person either because I yes. got my issues just like everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. But when you recognize these things, when you recognize them, Based on who you say you want to be and who you say you're growing into, do you want to keep them? Do you not want to keep them? That's how it was with me and empathy, right? Mm. So you got to you gotta make some decisions. You got to really start looking in. Like it's very quick. We're very quick to say what's wrong with other people. Absolutely. But toxic traits can be found in all types of relationships. Friends, romantic relationships, professional and career, family, and even self. Yes. You can find it everywhere. How you talk to yourself in the mirror. Are you working out? Are you sleeping? Are you eating right? Are you taking time for yourself throughout the day? That plays a factor in how you 
yourself and what toxic traits you have within yourself. So right. I think this is some good stuff. I'm so glad that we talked about this because <laughs> this is an ongoing healing work. Big time. Big time. Big time. So now that we know what it means and now that we have a better awareness of it, maybe we can use it a little bit better. Instead of just calling everything left and right toxic, maybe now we can actually check ourselves and recognize what is unhealthy and what isn't. What is toxic and what isn't. Yeah. And ask yourself, why are you calling it toxic? Mm-hmm. Is this really maybe, toxic? Exactly. Maybe you just don't like it. Mm. Mm. All in the day and life of everybody who's healing and all of us insiders. Erin, thank you so much for joining us. You are awesome. You're amazing too, darling. I love you. Oh, love you too. We hope you enjoyed today's chat just as much as we did because who we, the word gaslighting. What a word. What a doozy. Well, of course, we are still having these kind of conversations though, in person and also online at abigailbadu.com. But in the meantime, waiting for the next episode, be sure to remember the most important thing. Healing starts insider. We'll see you again.